Amen. Let's uh let's proceed in Jesus' name. We are going to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. We'll just look at that for, for a few moments. Eternal God, our Father, we love you and thank you so much for this day, this opportunity to proclaim your word one more time. Thank you, God, for bringing us thus far, even on the foundation that you've already established, even before the beginning of the world. We pray, God, now that you just bless the people of God, open our ears as we hear what you would say to us, individually and collectively. We thank you, God, for your word, which is truly a lamp unto our feet and light unto our pathway. Bless now the people of God in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16 and 17. Thus says the Lord, stand in the way and see and ask for the old path, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your soul. But they said, we will not walk in it. Also I set watchmen over you, saying, listen to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not listen. May the Lord have mercy through the reading and hearing of his, his word. God's way is the best way. Tell somebody God's way. God's way. We're getting to a time in our lives where uh, folk don't want to come to church, nor do they want to listen to what God has to say. But I'm here to uh, proclaim before all of us that God's way is, it is the best way. I tried other things, but I found out that God's way is the best. Jeremiah was, was, was not very popular. His book is popular. Jeremiah Lamentations. He wrote those, but God called him at an early age. He was young, uh, and he he didn't necessarily he didn't call himself. God called him, and so he had to proclaim a word. Sometimes when God calls us, we want it to be we want to be popular, we want to be notarized, we want our name called, we want to be on TV, television, YouTube, things of that sort. Sometimes he call you, and you and can't nobody stand you. Jeremiah got called, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we're in the world and we just look at our Christianity as, a, as the standard is going down. We're going to stand out more. You're not going to be appreciated as much as you were in previous years. They usually just call on you when they're in trouble, when they're going through something. But Jeremiah was proclaiming the word to a hard-headed and a hard-hearted people that even as they had been blessed to come into a promised land. God said, listen, I got an enemy that's ready to come in and take care of y'all. There's pending danger, and you need to be very careful. He said, I gave you a warning. He said, I proclaimed the word before you. Now you are standing uh, where you have to choose. You're standing in a place where you have to make a decision. Are you going to follow me? 
Are you going to go down the path that I've chosen, or are you going to go the way of the world? He says, you're at the crossroads right now. You have to be very careful, because if you don't choose God, there are consequences that's already established. They said, we're not going to listen. We're not going to move when we hear the warning signs. There are warning signs, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. It's so easy to see that there's warning sign. But if you are a child of God and you are sensitive to the things of God, you cannot be conformed to this world, but you have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind because things are not like they used to be. Things are changing. We never know what the next year is going to bring. You never know who's going to be in office next time. You're never going to know what's going to transpire. But when we trust God, stand in the way that he has given us, his way is the best way. And the first thing he gives us, he gives us uh, five imperatives, verbs that we should follow. An imperative is a vital. It means it's important. There's some things, they're verbs, they are action words. They make you move. And so we need to be mindful of those. One other reading of this same text, Jeremiah 6, 16 and 17 from the New International Version. It gives you a little clearer if you, if you would listen. It says this. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient path, and where the good way is, walk in it, and you will find rest for your soul. But you say we will not walk in it. I appointed a watchman over you and said, listen to the sound of the trumpet, but you said we will not listen. The key word there is a crossroads. Key word there is for us crossroads. The first thing we want to do is stop. Everybody writes, stop. You stop. Stop what you are doing and choose your path. Choose which way that you're going to go. Stand at the crossroads and consider the correct path. Stand at the, stand at the crossroad. And that word stand even in the, in the Hebrew, doesn't just mean stand there and look. It means stand there and it means contemplate. I'm at the crossroads. Which way will I go? Which way? Will I follow God's way or will I follow the ways of the world? There are several words for stand in the Hebrew. There are several words that they have listed there. You could stand to be seen. You can stand in fear. You can stand up. After you rise out of your seat, you can stand firm and immovable. But you need to understand this particular text tells us to stand, pause, and contemplate. Which means you need to stop what you're doing and pay attention to the life that is before you. God is giving us an opportunity contrary to where you came from. You are at a place where you have to choose this day. Whom you're going to serve. And I'm here to say that God's way is the best way. I'm here to say choose, choose God. If you're going to choose, uh, choose it, choose God because his way is the best. I found out that when I turned my life over to Jesus Christ our Lord, I've never been the same. It doesn't mean the road is easy. I need to make sure you understand that. You have to understand everybody's not going to like you. 
when you light up the room, when you come in there with your joy and your happiness and your hope, they're not going to like you when they come in and they, can't, they don't feel comfortable drinking anymore because you're in the room and because you're around. Can't smoke their weed like they want because you're here. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to make people uncomfortable, but say this with me, stop. Stop what you're doing and you choose the past. Stand at the crossroads and consider the correct path. Next thing you need to do is look. You need to look and see and, and observe the way that people are doing and what they're doing and the choices that they're making. People are making some bad choices now. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got some reports that Little children are talking about suicide. Adults are talking about suicide because it's, it's too hard. It's hard in this. But ladies and gentlemen, when you're talking about suicide and things of those sort, it's because you don't have any hope. When you have hope, you, hope makes you trust in God. I don't care how bad it gets, he's going to make a way. And many of us, where we've come from, we've seen God provide for our mothers and fathers. They had way less, but they, they still trusted God and God made a way for them. That didn't mean they had all easy times and everything went smooth, but it does mean that when you trust him, he will work things out for you. You need to look, you need to look and see. Don't go the easy way. The easy way is a way of least resistance. That's the way that's easy. You don't have to work. You get in your lazy boy and chill out all the time. You, you can live on mama, live on somebody else. Come on, somebody. Get your own stuff. Amen. It is going to be rough sometime, but you, you feel good about having your own things. Don't choose the easy way. Then don't choose the illegal way. People say, well, times is hard and I got to do what I got to do, so I'm going to sell drugs or I'm going to sell my medication so that I can make extra money. I know it hurts, but when you trust God, you'll find that he will open the door. I said he will open a door. He will open a door for you. Has anybody ever found that he will do it for you? Hallelujah. Times get hard. It hadn't been that we survived 30, 30 years and everything was, 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 was easy. No, we got some bad treatment. We had some people that come in to the fold trying to do their own thing. Makes it very uncomfortable. Try and confuse and break up the flock, but we allowed God to fight our battles for. We don't do something illegal. We don't start cursing again. We don't start doing those things. We find out there's an easy way, there's an illegal way, but there is a biblical way. How many of you thank God for the Bible way? I just thank God for his word, which is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my path. I don't play church anymore. I don't play church, ladies and gentlemen. I trust God truly. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you already know it. But I trust him. I really do trust him. And when you do, you'll find out he'll work things out for you. A lot of people don't get to see God move. You say, well, why don't they get to see him move? Because you haven't really let go. 
You got to let go. You got to humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Then you will see him exalt you and also deliver you and also revive you. When we trust God, we don't have to, we follow the biblical way. There are 10 commandments, not 10 suggestions. There are 10 commandments. Keep God first. Let's break it down. Keep God first and love your neighbor as yourself. You, you, if you do that, if you love your neighbor, you won't steal from them. If you love your neighbor, you won't try and break their heart. If you love their neighbor, you won't kill them. If you love your neighbor, you won't covet what they have, nor will you lie on them. That's how all the Ten Commandments that fall out. The first one is keep God first. The next one is how we deal with each other. Then it says, how can you love God and you don't even love your neighbor? Can't get along with nobody that's around. Nobody won't be around you. It's not like Jeremiah is bringing good news from the from the from the kingdom of for from the kingdom of heaven we we have good news and some people are not going to like us but we have to understand we have to do it the bible way look at somebody and say do it the bible way do it the biblical way he says look and observe and see if you can see the end of the results i don't know about you but i decided to follow jesus when I decided to find, I found out that his way is the best way. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy for you. There are going to be some nights where you have to cry or you feel very lonely, but you do it God's way and you'll find out he'll work it out for you. All I need is one witness to say he will work it out for you. Yeah, stop and look. Then you got to ask. Ask for the ancient way. And what does that actually mean? When you're asking for the ancient way, you want to know the way that the other saints have traveled. We trust the word of God. Jeremiah, write this down. Jeremiah 18 and around verse 15, it says, For my people have forgotten me. They burn incense, worthless gods, and they have stumbled from their ways, from the ancient past. They walk in bypaths, not on the highway. How many of you remember that song we used to sing? It's a highway to heaven. None shall go up there but the pure and high. It's a highway. It's a highway to heaven. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but the way we walk, I don't care how low they make you feel, it's a highway. I say it's an it's a exalted way. It's a way where you can hold your head up. You can know that it, it, you can kill the body, but I got somebody who can save the soul. I got somebody who can also preserve the body while we are in it until God gets through using us. Jesus in John chapter 14 told the saints, he said, I'm about to leave here. He said, I'm about to leave, and I don't want you to be weary. It's not a funeral, but we still need to understand what he's saying. He said, sometimes we feel left by ourselves. He said, but you need to understand, you need to ask about the ancient, the ancient path. First thing you need in that path, in that path you need faith. You need to believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You need faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence, everybody say evidence, of things that are not seen. I don't know about you, but I have uh, received a lot of things. I saw it before I received it. 
I really believe God. Mark chapter 11 verse 24 says, when you are praying for something, believe that you have it. Believe that you have it before it even arrives, he said, and it shall be done unto you. And listen, it's according to God's will. It's not about my name it and claim it, grab it and have it. It's about praying for things that are in God's uh, uh, will for you and I. And I'm talking about God's will. Let me take a detour here real quick. Augustine said this, he said, when you're trying to find God's will, this is the best way to do it. He said, the best way for you to do it is put God first. When you put God first, then you can just do what you want. And they say, well, what does that mean? And ladies and gentlemen, when you put God first, you won't just do anything you want. Somebody say amen. You're always going to be in line. When God is really the king of kings and the Lord of lords of your life, when you do make your own decision, when when you move about, you'll find out that you're in God's will because you keep him first. You trust him like that. You're not just haphazardly just going out doing what you want. You'll find out that you'll be in God's will in those ways. You got to have faith, ladies and gentlemen. You got to have faith. Then you need divine guidance. Divine guidance, which means that you need it from above. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Amen. You call it what you want. I thank God for him because when I get out of energy, he'll light me up. Come on, somebody. He'll speak to me. He'll speak through me. Amen. Somebody asked me about some advice one time, and they asked me, they said, uh, uh, years ago I was counseling. You know, I was a young cat, and I was just trying to do church work, and somebody asked me some advice. They walked up on me, and I told them something. Amen. I told them what God gave me to tell them, right? And I just did the best I could. Amen. So years later, she goes back and she said, you remember when you told me that? I was like, no, I don't remember that. That sound kind of deep. That was, that was kind of good. And you know, I ain't even claiming it because it was God speaking. Come on, somebody. Y'all not listening to me. He'll give you wisdom. If you want to uh, be rich, be rich in wisdom. James said, ask God for wisdom. He'll give it to you. Liberty. He won't even hold back. He won't even judge you. He'll just give you wisdom. And wisdom that God gives always has a divine nature to it. It'll give you guidance and a direction. So we need faith. So our faith is in Jesus Christ, our Lord, and in God. Somebody say amen. And then it also divine guidance is from the Holy Ghost that God gives us. And then last of all, you need the word. I say you need the word of God. You need the word of God. And we say, well, I got the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, you just don't know how, how this book is a miraculous book. You don't, you don't really understand. It came from scrap papers. It came from, from notes that somebody else had. Come on, somebody. And then you couldn't read it if you saw it in its original language. You couldn't even read it if you saw it on a... I, I went to class and still can't read it. Come on, somebody. I went and I said, oh, my God. And they put it in English for you and make it plain. I thank God that he has, has anointed individuals that they give us this word. And if you read it, it's the clearest book and it's the most popular book. And the author of the book is the greatest name in all of history. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall. We got the word of God. 
The longest chapter in your Bible is Psalm 119. Psalm 119, and what is Psalm 119 about? The Word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, read it. It's got all the alphabet. The alphabet, Aleph, Bet, Gamal, Delete, He, Vav, Zion. Those are all Hebrew. I was speaking in tongues just now. That's a, that's a Hebrew vocabulary. That's a Hebrew uh, 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 alphabet, ladies and gentlemen. And there's divided, and it goes a leaf, and then it has eight verses. It goes bet, and it has eight, eight verses, 176 verses, and it's all about the Bible. Hallelujah. How, how is it that God can spend so much time making sure that we have it, and then we put it in the trunk and don't see it until Sunday? He wants us to read his word. You want to know what the ancient path is? It's right here from the foundation of the world. Even with the translation of the New Testament, the Old Testament had been had already been established. And the whole Testament was what they followed even before we have this New Testament. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a book that gives you the ancient way. You have a book that gives you guidance and directions, so you need faith. You need divine, divine guidance, and you need the word. Then you need to take it. Take the good way. Don't talk about it, but get on the road. You're standing at the road. You're contemplating, which way should I go? You ask God for guidance, and the, the tendency is to take the easy way and the illegal way. But there's an uncertain way, a way where you have to go, and you have to walk by faith and not by sight. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but I know who is in tomorrow. So when I just get up, I just keep showing up. Somebody say, but I just keep showing up. I'm just showing up for duty. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to come, but I just want to make sure I do my part. I want to make sure I'm in the building. I want to take the way. If God called me, I heard somebody say uh, just a few days ago, God called me to preach, but called me to pastor, but I don't want to pastor. Really? Everybody had a, don't make no sense. Don't even try and figure it out. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody get a little resistant. Maybe he didn't call. You just wish you was called, and now you can't do it, so therefore, you can't do it anyway. You got to have God's calling, and then you got to have him to grace you with what you need. Amen? Everybody listening to me, you got to take the way. If God said, ah, this is what I want you to do, ladies and gentlemen, you're looking at a miracle right now because I didn't talk that much. I didn't want to talk that much. Couldn't read out loud in public. Come on, somebody. Still have problems. I have a relapse every once in a while. Amen. But I was real low key, but, but I was minding my business. I go and teach and I go to the to the R triple C, and I, I go into the prisons and I talk to individuals, things of that sort, and God said he had an assignment lined up for me. And when he gave me, I got to the crossroads. You got to either do what I called you to do or you're going to take another path. And I say, well, just confirm it for me, and I roll. They say, I, I don't really understand that, but I stepped out in uncertainty 20 years ago. Love, y'all not listening. 
Uh, when I gave my life to him, I was just 19. I was at church all the whole, the whole time, but I wasn't really serious. Y'all know what I'm saying? I was in there, and I was just writing notes on the back row. Come on, dokes, you know what I'm talking about. We were writing notes and seeing who's coming and things of that sort, singing on Saturday night, singing on Sunday afternoon, rehearsing on Wednesday, doing all the church stuff. Thought I was doing God a favor, but I was like Paul. I met him on the road, and he slapped me, slapped me off my horse. He took my daddy from me, and I say, "Well, who art thou, O Lord?" <laughs> Y'all not listening. He he got my attention, and I say, "I've been trying," and I'm glad he didn't take me while I was out there in that foolishness. Y'all not listening. I say, I'm glad he didn't take me out. Then he gives you an assignment you have to take the way. And then Jesus said in John 14, 1 through 6, he said, I'm about to leave y'all. He said, I'm about to go. He said, I'm about to leave. I'm about to, about to go to my father. But don't y'all worry about it because y'all know the way. Y'all know. And Thomas said, we don't know the way. So when you get to about verse number 6, he said, we don't know the way. We don't even know what you're talking about. Would you, Jesus say, man, I am the way. Jesus said he is the way, he is the what? Truth, and he is the life. Without the way, ladies and gentlemen, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. How many of you know that Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy? But I thank God that he gave us Jesus who give us abundant life. He said, I come that you may have life and that more abundantly. So take the way. Tell, tell your neighbor, take the way. Don't just talk about it. Get on the road and start walking. Last of all, ladies and gentlemen, you need to find, you will find rest for your soul. How many of you need rest every once in a while? Raise your hand if you need rest every once in a while. Some of I'm getting older, need a nap now and then, Brother Nate. Amen. Every once in a while, I need to take it. You know, I just, just burn it to the end and say, you know what? Uh, I better lay down here and reset. Come on, somebody. And what he's talking about, there's a temporal rest that we have, ladies and gentlemen. Then there's an eternal rest that we have. There's a temporal rest. The temporal rest is what we, we're trying to get the eternal. So we, we, we don't really see where God has given us a break. How many of you ever watched a fight? You watch the fight, the bell ring, boom, boom. They get in there and they go after it for a little while and they start swinging. And he getting punched and then he punched and he punched. When that bell rings. He ready to go sit down. That's what God is saying. You come through some turbulent time, I'm going to give you a break. <laughs> you still in the fight. Y'all not listening. You just want an eternal break. No, no, no. You just getting a break. You better get you a sip of water. They're going to give you some advice, give you some instruction, give you some encouragement, and then push you right back out there. You get back out there and he pop out. Pop, you hit him. Pop, you do the best you can. When the bell ring, you get a rest. You go sit down and you rest for a little while. That's a temporary rest. The fight's still going on. They fixing your wounds. Come on, somebody. They building you up, y'all. You're going to be all right. No, you're losing. Knowing you're getting, <laughs> getting your clock. <laughs> yeah, they know you're getting knocked out. Amen. But he said, that's all right. Come on, get back in. You can do it. <laughs> you know, they get back on it. And so he get back in there. But what happens is God gives us rest in that way. 
A lot of us want to be out of the race. Just give me eternal rest. Eternal rest comes later. Eternal rest comes when Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn about me. He said, because my burden is easy, my load is a little bit lighter. Amen. And I don't know about you, but one day I just turned it over to him. I turned it over to him. Even though I get beat up sometimes, I get back in the race because I know I got an eternal. I say I got an eternal rest. He said they won't even rest until we all get there. All those saints that have gone on before us, they ain't kicking it right now. They waiting for the rest of us to show up for dinner. They say they ain't here yet. We can't celebrate. They say how long will it be? He said it won't be long. Amen. And then when we get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that's going to be. How many of you know that God's way is the best way? How many of you can witness that God's way is the best way? The good news is that he'll keep you when you can't keep yourself. He'll hold you up. He'll provide for you every need. You don't have to go illegal. Just trust God or call somebody that you know that loves God. God will provide. He'll open up a door. Some, too, too many times we pray to God and, won't, and God will get, put somebody on our mind. He'll put somebody on our mind that's, that'll be there to help you in your hour of need. Come by and see you. Give you a word of encouragement. But we don't want to make the call. I went to the pastor's uh, meeting. We went there and we prayed for, for my brother. And I've been waiting. I, I told him at the anniversary, I said, I'll be over there if y'all let me come. I said, I'll come over and visit. If you let me go, and the point is, is that they didn't want nobody in. He said, I had a little pride right there. I didn't want people to see me like I was, but I say, I already know who you are, and I love you. I don't care what condition that you're in, and we pray together. We pray together. When we left, he was smiling. When we left, he, he said, I've been getting whooped, but he said, I'm going to be all right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to know that God's way. God's way is the best way. How many of you believe that God's way is the best way? How many of you go, hold on? He said, you're standing there. I want you to think about the choices that you make. Think about the challenges. Which role will you take? The one of uncertainty or you take the easy way? Life is a sacrifice. This journey is a sacrifice. You sacrifice your time, your talent, and your treasure. Just like you have your children, you sacrifice your dreams and your ambitions, your goals, your profession. You sacrificed it all that you can make sure that your children were blessed. Same thing we do for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's not about us anymore. It's about whatever... Not my will, but your will be done. Let's all stand today. God's way is the best way. God's way is the best way. Jesus said, I am the way. No man comes unto the Father except by me. There are a lot of religions out there. I've been in various Buddhist temples. I've been in 
Islamic temples. I've been in, in almost all the major Sikh temples, things of that sort. And what I find is I, I appreciate their love for God. Many of them have statues that look like something from Disneyland. They, they go and ring a bell and they go to this one for this concern. They go to this one for this concern. Some of them are part animals. Some of them are part man. It's just images. That, and they go lay their hand, pray for this one. How many of you know that if you just call on the name of Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, God's way is the best way. God's way is the best way. Is there any special needs here today? Without a church home, you can unite with us. If you just want prayer, we're going to pray together.